Astro Pilata and I am an engineer by day and belly dancer by night. Recently I was named as one of the top young engineers in the UK, which was not something that I could have ever imagined when I was younger because, well, engineers normally look nothing like me. So in this series, I will interview some badass engineers who smash through those stereotypes. In this episode, my guest is YouTuber and Young Engineer for Britain Award winner, Ruth Amos. Hello everybody, welcome to episode three of Badass Engineers. I'm so excited to be here today with Ruth Amos, I am Shrikanata, your host and top six young women engineers in the UK. And I'm so excited to be chatting with Ruth today. She is an inventor, YouTuber. She, oh, I, let me, let me do, let me, there we go. <laughs> okay, I've just accepted Ruth Amos's request to join. Hey! Hello! How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Look how crazy you are. I love it. That's how amazing. How is your good. day? You're in your workshop. And it's kind of watertight. Yes. Nice. Um, so I, I don't know if you know how this um, program works, but there are questions here and we have 20 minutes to answer them. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you want to first start off by introducing yourself to everybody who's watching us? Okay, hello, uh, my name's Ruth and I am an inventor uh, and engineer and I invented a product called the Stair Study when I was at school, which is a specialist handrail that helps people go up and down their own stairs and keeps them safe. And then I also co-run something called Kids Invent Stuff, which is a YouTube channel that builds kids invention ideas um, each month, me and my friend Sean bring to life a different kid's invention. They submit their ideas uh, through our website as pictures or videos, and we bring them to life. Uh, and then, yeah, and I've done it other is amazing. Pieces. But yes, yeah, so we build and all sorts of cool inventions. How many views have you got on that channel, please? Thank you. Uh, maybe over a million. Over a million. <laughs> and you've just done a project with Professor Brian Cox as well. I saw that. Yeah, so I hosted uh, a science event for schools, so it was a streamed event. Uh, I got to interview Brian Cox and loads of other people, like Raul from Bake Off and Susie from the BBC programme, The Astronauts. It was an incredible event, so yeah, lots of what fun. What was that like? I mean, I guess you've done that sort of thing loads of times before, so maybe it was normal for you? It was, it was different because it was obviously like online and digital, yeah. so that was uh, very exciting. We had the odd technical difficulty, but it was really good fun, and it was nice to kind of, it felt a little bit normal in a world yeah. of madness so that was yeah. really nice that is really sweet i'm so excited to be speaking to you today not just because of all the amazing things you're doing but because <laughs> that this is kind of the first officially sponsored episode by rs grassroots education so hello welcome to my officially sponsored episode it's like a proper thing it's so <laughs> like exciting <laughs> all right let's go through some questions so ta -da, ta -da, ta -da, the theme tune of this show changes every two minutes <laughs> okay let's see what this one says this says i love your work in kids invent stuff and you inspired me to become a youtuber oh, is it yeah. difficult what advice would you have for a starting for the person starting out in youtube uh so um 
YouTube is a weird place. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, oh, I love your mug. I have that mug um, in, the, in the workshop. Um, I actually we, saw we, a picture of it and I was like, great minds, think alike. Yeah, well, we actually spent some of our AdSense money, which is very little. You don't earn that much until you get really, really big views uh, yeah. on some mugs. So, um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Priorities, people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, YouTube. It's an interesting one because there's so much content yeah. and I think so often people expect to go in there and get loads of views and actually yeah. that's really hard and yeah. I think um yeah, doing keep producing like the best content you can with the kit you've got. Um focus on things like um your sound. So sounds really important. People can be a lot more forgiving of like a, a dodgy shot if it's got good sound we've made the mistake wow, a number so sound of over video sounds really, yeah sounds really important if you've got really bad sound people will switch off because sean and i have had issues where we've had mics fail on us and we've had yeah. to do our best and it's always sound like people will put up with a shaky video or a bit grainy if they can hear properly yeah so yeah good sound and how long did it take you to get to that place where i mean even now sometimes we do things and we're like oh no the sound oh. wasn't great on that or that didn't work and i think so often people see a video that's a few minutes long or they see even something on instagram and they think like oh that looks either so easy to do or that must have been really quick and that's like five <laughs> days worth of work so i think yeah. people you know You've, you've got to put time and effort into it to yeah. make a good product. Um, but yeah, don't get disheartened by not feeling like you've got loads of subscribers or views, like it's quality over quantity. You're building a community, get involved, find other people, find your people on mm -hmm. YouTube. Um, we and do it's quite also a finding your niche, isn't it? Because like I've, I've read that you can have, you know, millions of views, um, but it's in something that's kind of oversubscribed and then maybe you have... A few thousand views in engineering and you've actually got a sponsor that's making you kind of make more money that way than the other person Is exactly that right? yeah like if you've got a niche so if, if you're doing something that's really a crowded market so for example like beauty mm. beauty is like there's loads of people out there putting loads of videos out there whereas if you're doing something that is more niche you are more likely to find someone that will sponsor that content because they know your audience is their target market, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, and it's that constant thing of like, why would someone want to watch this video? What's that? Because it is entertainment. Is you know, is it informative? Is it entertainment? Like, what what's that angle? Why do people want to watch your content? Yeah, that's um sounds it sounds difficult. It sounds really hard. <laughs> well, I don't think it, I think it's more just doing it and learning. I think yeah. so often uh, people say, oh, this isn't good enough. I'm only going to put this content out if it does this that or the other whereas just do it put it out there you will soon learn what works and what doesn't yeah exciting all right let's go for another question <laughs> what is the most difficult point of your career in engineering oh <laughs> um i think a few years ago before i started kids invent stuff yeah. i had a few years where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do so I had certain thoughts and ideas around some of the work that made me happy but I wasn't necessarily doing lots of that work 
and I had like a bit of a wobble where I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing. And um, I had all these different parts and different projects and businesses and things that I did, but I still kind of felt like I was missing something. Yeah. Um, and that was really tough because part of me was like, do I just walk away? I wasn't actually making as much at the time. Oh, so, do so do you think the making has come a bit kind of not that long ago and before that, but you you invented those stairs. Yeah, so I, I invented when I went. I don't know, like when you're designing, product yeah. design is different to actually making a physical thing. So I was making stuff, but not to the degree and with all the different materials that I am now. So I think kind of finding that aspect and being a bit braver yeah. with making bigger things <laughs> like going for it i've seen go, how go big, big or go home you've made. <laughs> exactly go big or go home um, huge 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 well this is it i think that kind of yeah that that was something that i was missing but i didn't realize that at the time so yeah it wasn't necessarily um a hard choice in the sense of like leave your job or whatever I just knew I wasn't fulfilled I didn't feel totally happy and it it's taken I think kids invent stuff has been a real kind of it, I think I was kind of doing too much and I just really stopped and was like actually what do I want to do what makes me yeah, yeah. happy yeah yeah um do you think because I do I do feel like I do too much but I feel like I can kind of use that and pick the pick the right stuff out of everything I don't know if you found that yourself or I think I was just doing lots of different things and I found once I had that thing that underpinned it all, once yeah. I had that kind of like keystone thing, everything else kind of slotted into place and it was easier to say yes and no to things, yes or no to things because they fitted in those bits, if that yeah. makes sense. Whereas before I was kind of, I didn't really have an aim or a goal. I didn't really see everything going anywhere, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Are you ready for more mystery questions? Oh, it's like literally the suspense of like what's going to come out of that. Which questions are going to be? <laughs> what do you want to ask Ruth Amos? Okay. Um, has anybody dismissed your engineering skills before because of your gender? Um, I, so for the stair study, which was the product that I designed at school, I won an engineering award mm -hmm. and I didn't consider myself an engineer at the time at all. Um, was that the I, Young Engineer for Britain award? Yeah, which was a little bit of huge a award. I, yeah, huge award. I won an engineering award. <laughs> Did not really consider myself an engineer at the time. Didn't realise, should I say, I didn't realise I was an engineer. Yeah. Um, and so at that point... I'd won the award and I got put to do loads of like press and media. And one of them was an interview on Radio 5 Live in the morning. And this studio full of men, <laughs> essentially, I was 16 at the time. And one of the questions was like, so you don't look like you should be uh, an engineer. You look like you should be in media. Oh my and God. I was like, oh, it was literally the first From time. From the radio station? I've got no. the interview somewhere. Yeah, literally the fact that it was the first time that I'd ever been told that I couldn't or that someone felt that I shouldn't be doing what I was doing yeah. because I was a woman. And up to that point, I was like, well, it doesn't matter whether <laughs> I love being a woman. It's great. Yeah. And then I suddenly was like, oh, OK. So, yeah, I, I think as well that there 
sometimes there are kind of misconceptions around um, if I'm with people and people will talk to oh god the the, the men yeah. rather than to yeah. me. I'm like, you know, I'm leaving that project. <laughs> Do you know that? So yeah, I think there have been a few, but that was particularly like the first one that was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is interesting. Never had this before. Um, I remember. Last year, actually, I was um, wearing a, a beautiful, colourful dress and I was going through the airport and um, one of the people who was helping me buy something was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I'm an engineer. And she was just not believe it. She was like, oh, you're too colourful to be an engineer. And I'm like, what do you think engineers look like? Why, why, why is it? Why is there a thing called too colourful to be an engineer? What is, what is that? So, yeah, I completely relate. And there's, there's things like, so I... Um have kind of started a it's kind of a campaign <laughs> called girls with drills which, i saw it love it yeah love we it. ended up selling like jumpers and tops that say hashtag girls with drills uh me and my friend kisha uh had a mad moment where we were like we should do this like we should start talking so it started <laughs> because we were googling pictures of girls with drills yeah and the only thing that came up is this horrible meme of this girl getting her hair stuck in a drill and it's awful oh. and we were like we want to change that like we want more uh, particularly good like young girls to have a go at using power tools and all this sort of thing so to fund that we sold tops and jumpers and whenever I wear it you can see people being like is that what she mean by that like really? I've had people ask me like are you <laughs> a dentist I'm like N well no but it does fit you know dentists use drills but actually it was like no like actual like power tool drills yeah <laughs> oh that is so upsetting you know we're in the 21st century but yeah check it out hashtag girls with drills lots of really amazing content i might I yeah might share your own content one. yeah share your own content come on people upload yeah. pictures of yourself using drills <laughs> yes. are you ready for one more mystery question yeah i am i am <laughs> i'm like suspension suspension <laughs> okay what does this one say? Oh, this one is long. <gasps> okay, are you ready for the ready. long question? I'm a mother in my 30s. I work in retail, but recently I've realized that I have a big interest in engineering, both as a subject, but also as financial stability that I do not currently have. Is there any way I can have a career change right now? That's a big question, isn't that it? That is a big question. And obviously it does depend on some of, other factors as well but yeah. there are lots of things that you could look into so apprenticeships mm. great way to earn and be paid um and I suppose as well it depends on your interest and if there's a particular area in engineering um I know quite a few people who have retrained and kind of studied at night to but you know get more qualifications but yeah. again I think it depends the area you want to go into, the time that you've got. I always think apprenticeships can be a great option because it's it's your proper job and you get training. So you're yeah. paid and you train. Yeah, I think um, it, somebody in that position, I think, you know, if you already have a full-time job plus another job as somebody's parents and then having something else on top of it, so like studying at night or something, I just have... I mean, yeah, as you a parent myself, yeah. the idea of studying at night, I find very overwhelming and actually makes me feel a little bit sick. Yeah. So any parents out there that do that, wow, you are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Uh, wow. How long do um, engineering apprenticeships, do you know, take until you qualify? 
Yeah, it kind of depends. It depends on the qualification and it depends how quickly you work through, like they're assessed and things like that. So you can, some are two years, some, and some are kind of- Some are two uh, years. Oh, that's amazing. And some are longer, yeah. I thought that all five years, which is kind of- It depends what qualification you're going for and Mm. in what area it is, if that makes sense. Obviously, some, some subjects, you do need five years. And also as well, sometimes you can continue that. So- you could maybe do um, an MVQ, like level three or level two, depending what it was. And then you could then go on potentially to do a degree. If the company does that as well, mm-hmm. they might even pay for a degree. So I think it depends um, if you look on um, the government's apprenticeship stuff, which I haven't got on the top of my head, but I will I will put somewhere. Um, then you can have a look and see kind of what apprenticeships are available. But they tend to do an intake I think twice a year. Yes. So I think there might even be an intake in January. Oh, I think nice. it might be oh, September or January. Yes. Yeah. I mean COVID, who knows? But I know that there usually are I, I know also who knows I would, what's going on in the world. I know right who now. knows. <laughs> I, I know that there are some really cool apprenticeships. So um even things like that we have a local like theme park and they run apprenticeships for engineers there who like design the rides which is incredible oh my god so, yeah i know oh, oh my god that? that's amazing i want I that job and so, you know how much they start on normally apprenticeships engineering apprenticeships it just it depends on the company yeah, yeah. i would definitely just have a look around and see like what sort of area interests you what sort of companies um i'm interested in making the rides <laughs> that's what i'm gonna go and do next i think you're like, I'm sorted. This is my new career path. I'm making, <laughs> making theme park rides. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think definitely an option. I, I can't believe the time, but how about one more question? Yeah, because let's do one this more. This is really interesting. Yeah, let's, let's do one it. more. I'm if if you're okay with it. All right. Yeah. One last mystery question, everybody. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, there's so many in my hands. Which one? Okay, I'll pick this one. Is it a good one? Right. Is it a good one? Um, if you could give one piece of advice to a budding engineer, what would it be? Thank you in advance. Budding engineer. That's a good question. Um, so engineering is obviously just involved in everything. So many different areas of engineering. I would try lots of things to find that place that sparks your joy and happiness and you're passionate about because the great thing about engineering is there are lots of opportunities. We need loads of engineers. There's a real chance to make a difference and to have a really fulfilling job. If you find the area that you really enjoy and to do that, you just need to try lots of things. So depending what, you know, at what point in your engineering career you are, if you're at university, try loads of, you know, if you, if you can work in the summer, you're in industry, all those sorts of things to try different placements and to try working different places. Um, And again, if not, try the short-term contract thing. Try working in different places just to get a feel of the sort of area you want to be in. And if you're right at the beginning of that journey uh, and you're looking at like university uh, courses, try and find courses where they do lots of different types of engineering if you don't already know what the area is. But also don't your yourself, I think, from the start. So I remember yeah. thinking, oh, do I want to do electronics or robotics? And I'm so glad I did electronics because in my third year, I could have specialized in robotics if I wanted to. But had I started from the start, I feel like there's a bit 
less room to move. Exactly. So think about kind of keeping your options open, but finding that thing that really interests you. And also the stuff you can do out of your learning environment, whatever that might be. So, you know, there's loads of great making communities, electronic community, you know, places where people, um, competitions where people can have a go at programming things. So there's loads of different opportunities to find that thing that really you're passionate about because I think that's so important in having a fulfilling career in engineering is finding that thing that really makes you happy yeah I can't say it better thank you so much Ruth Amos please check out her stuff check out her channel with Sean because invent stuff and thank you RS Grassroots for sponsoring Badass Engineers and I'll see you later bye bye thank you bye <laughs>